from Tacoma, Washington. This is the Off the Back Podcast. Hello and welcome to Off the Back Podcast. I'm Matt Bonjour. And you sound sad. Am I sad? I don't know. Sound a little down? Sound a little down. We need to be a little bit more upbeat. Hi, and welcome to Off the Bat Podcast. I'm Matt Bonjour. And I'm Danny Clark, and we are podcasting. We're going to do a lightning podcast or thunder podcast. How's your week? Great. Great. (laughs) We haven't podcasted in a bit, and it's probably because of no good reason. Well, just life. Sometimes life I was going to say life makes a way, but I think that's Jurassic Park. Uh, well, life finds a way. Uh, no, it just, I don't know. Sometimes it's like there's only so much that you can do, and the podcast just has seemed like that little bit yeah. much, too much. At well, times. maybe for you, I've been left in wanting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, we. I, I had some time off uh, for just like a little... A little mental, little mental break uh, from some work and some other things, and then um, Matt started a new job. Yeah. So yes, life life has been happening uh, for sure. So we are we're back, and we're gonna do you and us a favor and condense everything into thirty minutes. So we now have twenty nine minutes remaining. Very cool. Well, um, I know that you have been bringing in some things Ooh. into your little cycling entourage. Yeah. Oh, that's totally the wrong words to use, but I know that I you've, have entourage. you've added <laughs> you've added to your uh cycling a- repertoire, accoutrement. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. uh how much do you do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I feel like it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I think so. Um so recently I did some shoe upgrades. I may have mentioned this on the last uh podcast, but it's it's continued so i settled with the shimano s fire lineup for both road and dirt Which, uh i love that you somehow managed to get matching shoes it's pretty sweet i almost feel like i'm sponsored but not really uh they are they are great i love the shoes i'm super happy they they feel very like light and the road shoes are very breathable which is both good and bad depending on the season they look freaking awesome yeah they look and they you get look to good. look like matthew van der Poel. or wow or wow or primos or or like every other team. And Alvarado <laughs> or mariana voss pretty excited so um i actually had i got the dirt shoes i haven't done i haven't put cleats on them yet but tried them on and walked around did some tap dancing nice for the family they love that uh <laughs> <bet> but <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really stoked. And I was fortunate enough to find a good deal, honestly, which is crazy. Uh, someone in, in the industry had told me a rumor that Shimano's like uh, manufacturer asking price is like hard set up until the product's been out for a year. And then they will, they will periodically permit like sales. Mm. And so, um, I guess that time has passed or there was a mistake with the vendor I bought from, but either way, I got a, a little bit of a deal. You Otherwise, didn't accidentally I buy it. like two left shoes. No, <laughs> <laughs> like slightly used, <laughs> but you got them discounted, but they were still like insanely expensive. Yes. I just don't. 
how I don't know, man. I have well in the grand scheme it. of things, I this this is like my first dirt shoe upgrade since like twenty. That's true. Sixteen. Well, and technically only your third road shoe. Yeah. As well. So I feel like I'm not I'm not going crazy here, but that's uh, that's been going on. Uh, a little secret I actually haven't told Matt yet is a, a good friend of ours let me borrow a full suspension mountain bike. Oh yeah, for a, a period of time. Yeah, and uh, so I'm gonna explore some off off piste riding. Can I, can I try it? Yeah, maybe. Would he let me? Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't want to extend. I don't want to stretch. Well, the boundaries of friendship. No, between I. You and him. I think it might be permittable. I'll. I'll. I want to double check, but I don't want to over over uh, no, use my. my I just want to try it. Like I just want to go to China you Lake can sit and on try it. it. Well, I mean, like on a on a trail oh i see i'll just have to like find some cargo shorts and <clears> like with pockets a, like a, like a hip pack like a really loose long sleeve t-shirt and, and a, a helmet with a visor yeah yeah i don't have a helmet with a visor so i thought i could like tape one on <laughs> yeah, just to like look the part um but yeah that's that's been happening i've been doing some road riding um it's uh, like if anyone's listened to us for a long period of time, you hear us complain about our bodies wearing out often. And I finally feel like I'm getting it back, man. That's like good. I've been riding without a lot of back pain, without a lot of like shoulder neck pain. It just wow. finally feels like it's coming together, man. So I'm pretty stoked. And then, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's all I'm going to talk about. I don't want to, I don't want to get us in the weeds on, how things have been going but matt has a pretty exciting update that probably should take a few minutes uh but how is your how's your weeks week yeah week you're is, right it months. is exciting um i did finally replace the um i was gonna say grip tape the bar tape oh. on both of my main bikes so, so that you can do kickflip bar spins that's right uh no i went with the super Caz, of course super kush mega kush yeah ultra kush Sticky kush, um, super but, uh, sticky kush. It's the one that's like colored on the one end, and then it gets Ooh. like less and less. So, so there's like a transition. Oh yeah. Um, but Ooh. I, I was riding bikes with Joe last week, and he had the same tape but blue for his bike. Nice. But he made his color last longer, so like he didn't oh. wrap it as thick. So I don't know. You know, you know. No, but uh, the. <laughs> The uh, yeah. the key thing is after all of the um, years of conversation is that uh, Joe and I finally rode the Palouse to Cascades trail from the Cascades to the Palouse um, over four days. And it was really, really difficult, but really, really gratifying. Yeah. Uh, just seen views of washington that few people have uh have seen sort of the transition of washington from the sort of temperate wet forests to uh you know these sort of like <laughs> rugged uh kind of hilly dry desert lands to this the scab lands where there was these sort of like little mesas and nice sticking up to the Palouse, which uh you know had uh you know these rolling hills i don't know if you've seen toys with um well uh 
what's his name? Robin Williams. Um, well, you know what the Palouse Hills are famous for? What are they famous for? Like that Windows background. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what yeah. is it? Windows 2000? Or... Well, so, uh, yeah. One of, one of those. I think it was like 95. Totally. Um, but yeah, so the Windows background, but also the movie Toys with Robin Williams, that was actually filmed in Rosalia, which is one of the towns we rode through. Um, also the Windows wallpaper. Yes. Also the Windows <coughs> Wim, wallpaper. Um and dude, it was fantastic. We had uh, Joe's wife and her father were like supporting us. So they would meet us halfway each day. Um, day one was miserable to like to Ellensburg. Sorry. And I'm so, I'm, I'm so done with that ride. Dude, me too. I, I'm a total idiot. But when you said Joe, Joe whatever, Joe's father, wife and her dad. Yeah, but you said father, and I was totally thinking of the, I don't want to wait for our lives to be over, <laughs> where she's like, Dawson's Creek, and I don't want to go with his father, his father, his father did, or whatever. I don't know the lyrics that I don't well, know it either, but it's but just I know the, song. the thing that popped in my mind. <laughs> this is why I shouldn't be on a microphone. Musical, uh, no, the musical interludes and the song lyrics really is, I feel like, is what makes this podcast special. Well, I'm sorry for interrupting. Go on. This but, is uh, cool so news. Ellensburg ride. I'm so done with that. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, I, I can't do it anymore. Like I just, I can't. That's and how so, I feel about my job. So I'm, I'm probably. Not <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do that this summer. I'm gonna try and maybe do something else. I talked with Oliver, my son, about doing it too, but I think I'm just gonna do something else. Something yeah. that's just kind of maybe more interesting. Maybe do more of a road ride. Um, so I'm not going to do that, but what was interesting is on the way back, we got to drive on the other side of the, the river through the Canyon yeah. and got to see the trail from a different perspective. Oh, cool. And it looked super cool. It looked like the kind of thing you'd be like, Oh, I wish I was riding on that. Yeah. But considering, you know, I think going through that Canyon was like my sixth time doing it. Sixth. Um, and it was, so it would be Joe's seventh time doing the ride to Ellensburg and yeah, we just wanted to get to Ellensburg and just like eat, eat yeah. food and drink a beer, beer. And we were so wow, done. I was getting choked up. Ugh. The second day <laughs> was just amazing. Cause we went through the Yakima, like these military training, yeah. uh, lands where there was this sort of massive bluffs to our right and we were just in the middle of nowhere we had the whole place to ourselves and it it just was breathtaking like we would stop every five minutes we'd come around a corner be like oh my god we have to stop and just taking pictures and stuff like that um we went across the beverly bridge which joe has been waiting 10 years to ride across and that's finally done so now you can ride the whole trail nice uh and again just saw this amazing scenery camped at potholes campsite potholes state park this day three was terrible because we were following the john wayne riders yeah and so this is a horse is probably like 80 to 100 riders going on the same trail and doing like 10 to 15 miles a day and they had completely broken up the terrain and so not only was it already like chunky where it was already challenging, even on the 2.1s that I had. And I think Joe had 2.2s. Were there's horse shit everywhere? 
there was a there wasn't as much as I expected there to be, they but there was a lot. Diapers. But dude, they they were like walking on the full width of the trail. Classic. So you couldn't find a spot where it was smooth because everything was just destroyed. Yeah. Um and that was dude, that was so hard. We like <laughs> we just wanted that part to end so bad. Yeah. Um but then we finally like passed them. And so we started to take this new trail and there's tons of trestles that are down. And so there's these weird shortcuts that you have to do. Some of them you have to go on the road to go around. This particular one, we had permission to, it was called the Cow Creek Bypass. Yeah. And (laughs) we basically like, at one point Joe just stopped and it was like, oh, there's the gate. And I'm like, there's, there's nothing there. Like there's, there's just a gate, but the grass is overgrown and there's just nothing there. It's like, no, this is the shortcut. And I, I was like, dude, you're bullshitting me. Yeah. There's no way. And so we figured out that, like, he convinced me that this was indeed the shortcut. And there's just, you know, like uh, uh, when you're driving in the mountains and there's those white sticks on the side of the road that indicate where the road is. Yeah. There was basically like a stick, like every hundred meters that would tell you where the trail was. Wow. And there was like loosely maybe not loosely vaguely compacted grass that would tell you that other people had been there before yeah and so we rode through this field for like That's 45 crazy. minutes and and you'd be like where's the where's the stick oh there it is okay we gotta go over there um but it was re- it was one of those things where like we just started laughing because it was so absurd yeah that we were in this amazing landscape with all these like like rock outcroppings and there was cows and riding through cow shit. Like the front of my bike got completely covered in cow poo. Dude, that's just like Perry Roubaix. <laughs> it was. Uh, yes, it was just like all Perry the, all Roubaix. The farmers. It was very pooey. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. And we ended up again cutting off the trail to go to our campsite, which was at, like Eska, Eska Park or Eska Ranch. Yeah. And it's this old disused ranch that's completely corrugated. So it looks like some sort of nightmare yeah. fuel location. And again, it was one of those things like, oh, the sh- like this is how we get to the ranch. And I'm not believing him at all. Yeah. Uh, and we it was like this double track trail where it was really mountain bike territory, but we were doing it on our, yeah. on our gravel bikes um and uh and but that was again it was stupid but it was so much fun but we were so beat yeah um and then the last day was the day we really got to explore the palouse which is those sort of green rolling hills and we had to do this short this long cut because again there's a a portion of the trail which is private property that we can't cut through and so we ended up doing probably like almost a thousand feet of elevation just on this like gravel roaded uh bypass yeah but we saw maybe like three cars in total the whole four days of riding probably a dozen vehicles and maybe like five other cyclists dude that's crazy yeah it was mental um so that ended up being i think like what 220 miles over four days yeah each day was over 100k so like 370 380k yeah. something like that yeah man that's mental yeah but uh my my right calf started hurting at some point Uh-oh. 
and now my left calf is hurting it's just from soreness yeah like um i guess i was trying to do the um the Lamont. heel down uh-huh. the heel down thing a lot um with the pedal stroke uh-huh. just doing I'm showing emotion yeah, that nobody like can see. It looks like you're just top doing some jazz hands. Top tier, <laughs> top tier podcasting. Uh-huh. Uh, would I do it again? I don't know. I didn't ask that question. I don't know. I'm answering it for myself. Yeah, this uh, is weird. Are I, you interviewing yourself now? Yes. Uh-huh, go on. Well, because I feel like it's an interesting question. Is like, would you do it again? Like, was it that much fun? And I, I don't know if it was enough fun for me to want to do it again i think yeah i would skip the like rail line stuff and do all of the fun roads i think yeah. that i would do because i i think at the end of the day like railroad grade is cool because it lets you go crazy places but yeah. the road with the variation and the downhills and the the surface is just smoother like i think i'd much rather do multiple days of like forest roads or yeah. multiple trail or something like that rather than doing railroad grade because yeah. at the end of the day it's just brutal yeah well i uh i appreciate you sharing about that although we we now do only have like 12 minutes left in our power podcast but just a little context for those who who have tuned in essentially in in Washington state we've talked a little bit about some of these old rail beds that have been converted um to to gravel trails and some of them have varying conditions of like modern maintenance so some are like really old big rail like you sent a picture of like still an actual track poking yeah. out yeah at one place but then the the more trafficked areas do have like a, a smaller crushed gravel so you really, yeah, I mean, you can end up in all kinds of conditions. And then, you know, Matt had basically, Matt and our friend Joe basically traversed like three quarters of the state. Yeah, something like that. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's a really cool ride. Definitely more to, to explore, but uh, but yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. The, the uh, Cross Washington mo- mountain bike race was also happening oh, around nice. the same time. So we saw a few of those riders, um, but that... I don't know. I thought I'd see more. Yeah. Uh, I guess I thought I'd just see more, but maybe they were just the ones that were lost. <laughs> some of them, well, we rolled up on to some of them at Clay Ellum and they were sitting there like ordering barbecue and drinking beer. And it Classic. was like, we were like 30 minutes into our ride. Did they have shorts and like uh fanny packs and loose shirts? Uh, no. <laughs> they, well, one of them, two visors, of them were, they had were actually, most of the people weren't even riding mountain bikes. Most oh. of the people were riding like gravel bikes yeah, or yeah, yeah. the sort of extreme, uh, the, you know, the mountain bikes with the very kind of like wide flat oh, gravel, yeah. like drop bars. Yeah. That um, I still don't understand why anyone. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't really like the flared thing. I, we've yeah. already talked about that. Um, well, I anyways, like to, feel like a pro if anyone does like the flares by all means yeah i guess please let us know why like why would you want to be wider in the drops than you want to be on the hood like uh, on the hoods or... anyway <clears throat> questions that remain unanswerable yeah should we talk about the Jiro or talk about unbound or talk about Mo, well i just i mean we can just ramble for the next 11 minutes because we're gonna shut this thing down hard and fast in on time we committed to a 30 minute podcast yeah. it's all we can do but um 
No, I just I love the Giro this year. Maybe I shouldn't start there. I no, think do. It, it was pretty Why? good. It was Why pretty did you good. Love it? Well, a couple reasons. Matthew Vanderpool raced yeah. every race like it was a one day race, and it just like blew my mind how how fun it was watching him. Um, did you know that he won most aggressive rider? Oh, good. He deserved it. Yeah. Um, I loved some of like the random teams showing up. Like, uh, well, we I think we had talked about uh Gilmay having one i feel like yeah. we did no, uh no i don't think we oh well we talked about it we in talked person. about him at ghent Wevelham. well yeah okay yeah um but like the dumbest of all reasons for for someone to have to leave the tour being popped in the eye with a cork during celebration it's just like um, well, you don't look down a barrel of a gun yeah in the same way that you never like hold a champagne a giant bottle. bottle of champagne i mean i'm saying he's got a he's got to bend over to like yeah. maneuver it but he could have just tilted it away and then or maybe like pointed it at like one of the officials or something yeah um so there was just there was some great racing and and to be honest like uh nothing against uh carapaz but dude jai henley just like race with so much enthusiasm uh and and i went back and watched like the last mountain stage a few mm -hmm. times because he just like i don't know if that's just his riding face but he almost looked like he was just like grinning <laughs> the whole time <laughs> he just looks so happy like crushing carapaz into second place dude that attack was almost like a little pogachari oh yeah with just that hard acceleration yeah and then climbing up to who is it a uh, camna lemon Le yeah, yeah. leonard camna and then camna then pulled for a bit and that that, that that's yeah. actually what dropped carapaz yeah and then he just attacked again yeah, yeah. it was a meaty attack i mean i it didn't have the sort of the ambition of a pogachar yeah. attack but it was sweet well and and last thing i'll say is like matthew vanderpool also getting like third place on a time trial when he's like up until last year i had only spent like a handful of rides on a tt bike yeah. and it probably also hasn't done much uh i did read that he had worked a little bit on his position but either way like it's pretty impressive yeah um, considering <laughs> considering that's not even like in his like wheelhouse right like he just but he just does it yeah, yeah and he wheel wheelied his tt bike on the way into the <laughs> onto the stage for the hot seat or yeah whatever. i mean i guess who whomever as they finished they rolled in into uh into the crowd but anyway so it was uh it was fun it was so normal to watch a grand tour and just like well there was a few uh few riders that had to leave due to covid uh if I remember, I can't remember. Yeah, I know one for sure. The um, uh, UAE um, guy that was in pink yeah. two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the the short of name? the short is that it's like what wow wow Almeida. Oh yeah, wow wow Almeida. But the good like it just felt like felt like a grand tour. Yeah. Felt like cycling of old. Um. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm looking forward to to the tour. Yeah. Although was, we do have the Criterium dude that Dauphiné, Dauphiné to I get was disappointed Bardet yeah. didn't make it. Like I felt like he was looking really strong. Yeah. And I felt like this was going to be you know um, I mean he's podiumed at the tour, so and then he just came off. He lost 
he just finished off the podium what two years ago yeah. something like that uh but i really wanted to see him race i really wanted to see him like really duke it out yeah um watching nibali's last year yeah, yeah, yeah. was uh, there was a few moments where it was a little emotional yeah uh, for me because i was well, telling my and uh uh alavalahavado oh. uh alejandro's valverde yeah. yeah i 2011 giro was the first like grand tour that i watched and, yeah um that was the one that he and contador and scarponi really duked it out yeah and uh and so that's when i started to follow nibali and become a fan of his and so to kind of see i know that wasn't the beginning of his career but that was like his first uh he won you know grand yeah. tours after that um but that was sort of his first i think podium in a grand tour and to see and feel the tangible emotions from the italian fans as he was riding them up some of these uh slopes yeah. you know and they're cheering him on and screaming their like their guts out um i don't know it, it just made me feel like it made me feel a little bit emotional like this is an era that is coming to an end and it's just just gonna miss miss seeing him out there well and um, i don't know if you saw at one point contador interviewing uh valverde and nibali it was just it was like a small little excerpt i didn't sp spend a ton of time watching it mm -hmm. but it was just i don't know it was kind of just a cool moment to see the, the three of them with with uh, birdie like doing the interview but like <laughs> so soon to have both of them be you know in regular clothes at grand tours maybe in the future so uh he did come third in the 2011 uh giro behind yeah. scarponi may may he rest in peace and uh contador um but uh but yeah well we have about four minutes so i'm gonna shut up and let you uh let you say what you want to say about I'll turn the mic over to you for sure. the last four well, minutes just, of the I pod. I guess some final thoughts around gravel. Um, Unbound is happening yeah. this weekend. Sorry, I told you I was going to shut up. And then I just, now I'm like, we should have gone to freaking Unbound. Like, we've been trying to see pros stateside for so long. Yeah, maybe next and year. And we've had some crazy announcements uh, of who's joining yeah. the race this year. Hey, Peter Sagan is going to race. Why is so serious? Yeah. Uh, but Daniel Oss is going to be there. Uh, Kiel Reinen. Um, obviously, Boswell. Laurens Van, da Van Dam. Van Dessel. Uh, Van Dessel. <laughs> von dutch what i don't know uh is uh lawrence vanderhaar van no <laughs> <laughs> he used to ride for jumbo visma lawrence welk no anyway <laughs> he's gonna be the lawrence um, tendam tendam that's it yeah. that's it uh, uh Ted allison tetrick is gonna be there um Amanda Noman is going to be there. Well, and you shared another one with me today. Oh, uh, Sophie DeBoer, yeah. the cross rider, is going to be there. Um, it just seems like it's going to be super fun. And uh, I was reading an article today that they the 100 miler is actually more people more people registered for that one than the 200. Oh, wow. And so that seems like – I don't know that I – could ever do the 200 i don't want to ride my bike for 14 hours but the 100 miler seems doable um yeah i do, piece I of do cake. that yeah it's a yeah. cinch i mean it's just it's like cinch. a weekend weekend ride right there yeah yeah and you could like ride it super hard as well yeah 
Um, so that seems like that's going to be a kind of a, a cracker of a race. Last year they televised it. Oh, it is on Flow Sports this year. It is. Yeah. Hopefully they've kind of figured out some of the kinks of how to make that work because some of the footage wasn't exactly <laughs> super engaging. It was like, yeah. oh, hey, look, there's a rider over there on the screen. Well, um, and, uh, you know, I think if I remember, I was a little spotty with coverage just because they're so far into the yeah <clears throat> into the middle of nowhere. So hopefully they figure that out. And I guess the last thing just wanted to talk about was just how just the strange shocking startling news around um the murder of oh sure mo 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 wilson wilson yeah um in in texas and just how just shocking that was yeah to hear about and i don't know like you don't think that your kind of sporting world is going to get impacted by stuff like that. And I just think it's tragic to, to see somebody's career and more, more importantly, their life just get ended right. um, because of some jealous rage. Um, yeah. It's just, uh, it's just a real bummer. And I know that um, Unbound is going to have, probably a little bit more of a different atmosphere this year just because of that and right. um because of the mark that that event has left sorry. I'm um sorry so yeah i don't know i it's it, it's sort of mouth agape kind of a news like you just don't yeah. really know how to process it yeah to do with it especially when you know like i was just listening to a podcast with colin strickland like a couple of weeks ago and he talked about the business that he was what had with his partner and yeah all this kind of stuff and yeah it's just it's just kind of weird yeah yeah there's definitely uh been just you know a series of very heavy news um with that with that particular instance uh and tragedy along with you know gosh just a lot of other non-bike related heavy news but um yeah i think it's uh it just reminds us to take time to process and slow down and i don't know try to cherish the moments we have with the people that we care about and i don't know i really don't feel like i have anything to say i'm just kind of <laughs> it's, murmuring but it, i it's just mumbling. so incomprehensible I like yeah. I but uh well, but on a lighter note, now that our time has come to an end, yep. riding on gravel is stupid fun. I'm so happy that more and more people are doing it. Uh, I'm so happy that I have a bike that is just bonkers capable of just doing crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, it makes me super happy. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, here's to great riding. Stay tuned to Unbound. Stay tuned to some upcoming uh, stage races and Grand Tours. It's an exciting time to be a cyclist. Uh, some great weather upon us, depending on where you're at. Um, but yeah, just uh, keep riding. Happy Have fun. riding. And um, we kind of did it. 31 minutes. Yeah, we'll amazing. try this again sometime. All right. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.